Good morning, friends. Welcome to Moneyball Minute. My name is Kirk Henderson, and I'm editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyball.com. You are joining me on Tuesday, May 17th. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I spent a significant portion of my Monday consuming a ton of Dallas Mavericks-related content, and I want to share some of those things today with you. All the links and such are going to be in the show notes, and... We'll talk about some things for a little while. Um, if you missed any of our previous podcasts, Josh Bow and I did a fun Game 7 recap show that I really enjoyed. And then I hosted an insane two and a half hour long Spotify green room that just kept going. Uh, we had a lot of fun. A lot of like, you know, I don't want to call some of these. A lot of basketball media uh, joined. We had a great time. Um, I hope you give those a listen. So, the first thing that I really enjoyed uh, was comes from Mavs Moneyball. Josh Bow wrote a post game column, and the the title of the column is "There's only one question left for these Dallas Mavericks: Why not them?" And you know he he gets into just how thorough of a butt kicking game seven was, and looking you know kind of combining pieces from his his previous columns, you know that just talk about why these Mavericks are really quite good. Um, the NBA is sometimes a little bit about luck and matchups. And, you know, I think there's a pretty healthy argument to be made that the Suns were the toughest matchup for them. And we're about to see how far they can go when they play the Warriors on Wednesday. Um, the next piece I want to point you to was on 538. My friend Jared Dubin wrote a post just kind of breaking down the numbers to how thorough and really brutally the Mavericks attacked Chris Paul. Um, and it's really something I want to just read you like the, the piece is called how the suns came crashing down to earth. And this one particular paragraph stood out to me. Paul has now played 702 combined regular season and playoff games during the player tracking era, which stretches back to the 2013, 14 season in terms of the number of times CP three's man was used as the screener in pick and roll action Games 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7 of this series, meaning the, the, the Mavs Suns series, the rank 3rd, 5th, 2nd, 4th, and 1st among those 702 games, representing 5 of the 9 total games where he's defended the screener double-digit times. The Mavericks just really, really, really pushed Chris Paul to the brink of what he was able to deal with. Like, for example, in Game 7, they put him in in 24 picks, which is the most in the player tracking era. All this stuff comes from second spectrum, according to Jared. Really go read the whole piece. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, miss misspeak and trying to analyze it but it was it was something um at the athletic uh next anthony um anthony slater puts together kind of the mavericks warriors series preview uh key questions and and that sort of thing and really it it comes down to i i think the the biggest one that lots of people are talking about is how do the warriors guard luka Doncic? um and this is covered in the next piece i'm going to uh Gonna gonna recommend here from um, from a SB Nation Warrior site, but it's it's sort of the number one thing because this is why getting through Phoenix was so interesting to me because I think they had the best array of defenders to throw at Doncic. But then you start looking at what 
the Warriors uh, have, and they just have lots of guys too, lots of length. It's it's been kind of the the secret recipe, not so secret. You know, they have Steph Curry and a bunch of six seven rangy guys doing stuff, um, and we're about to see what's going on there. And then this this next uh, piece, like I mentioned, was uh, it's it's over here at Golden State of Mind, which is the SB Nation Warriors site. I recommend t- taking a dip over there. Joe Veray wrote this really like it's kind of an absurdly long piece if we get into it. It has all sorts of numbers and breakdown of the series. Um, and then there's there's like the question of defending Doncic. I, I think a lot of Warriors fans seem to believe that Andrew Wiggins um, will do the best on Luka, which is particularly interesting just because of his height. Um, in, in the the matchups in the regular season, uh, Wiggins was, was kind of one of the primary defenders that – uh, Luca saw. I think the Warriors gave him a whole bunch of looks. He only had 33 points and one assist, and then to six turnovers while um, while Wiggins guarded him. And that's one of those things that I think um, Warriors fans are going to latch on to at least until the game starts. But this is a really, really. It's just a great breakdown. He suggests you know why Jonathan Kaminga could be an interesting pick. I mean, the Warriors are going to feed him a steady diet of people so that Luca doesn't get comfortable. Uh, but what that means is like Luca's going to have to pick and choose his spots in terms of when he exerts his will. I think Josh Bowes um, got a preview that's up on the site too that sort of reads into these sorts of things, and it's 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 just worth your time. This this is going to be a really fun series, like in in terms of a chess match, because I think both these coaches have a lot of adjustments and counter adjustments because the personnel. Um, this could be like small ball heaven for both teams. Um, the next, the next piece that, that I wanted to point you to was a ringer piece, nine numbers that tell the story of the Mavericks game, seven evisceration of the Suns. This is probably my favorite one. Only one road team has ever won a game seven by a greater margin than Dallas did on Sunday. That was the 1948 Philadelphia Warriors who played in the Basketball Association of America and beat the St. Louis Bombers by 39 points. There's just there's some good numbers in this one. Obviously, we put put some of those in, in one of our posts, but I always like reading these from outside people. Um, then for audio content, depending on what your preferences are, I listened to all sorts of things yesterday. But if you didn't get around to the low post, uh, Kevin Arno, Arnovitz and Zach Lowe do an interesting job talking about the Mavericks. I, I can kind of tell in, in listening that Arnovitz hasn't paid a ton of attention to the Mavericks this season. Um, but that was he was still like very complimentary because I, I think a lot of these NBA experts are pretty surprised that the Mavericks are here. Obviously, there are 20 ESPN experts. All of them picked the Suns uh, in the the uh, conference semifinals. So it's funny to, to just sort of hear these people talking about um, the series now. Lowe correctly notes that he thought the Mavericks could be a uh, finals contender as far back as the preseason. Uh, that's just something he sort of stuck to. Uh, the next podcast that I that I enjoyed was on the Ringer uh, NBA feed. They uh, the real runs with the real ones with Logan Murdoch and Roger Bell talked a lot about this series. I thought it was a great deal of of fun. And then at the end, my uh, my internet friend Joni Jomi Adoniran destroys um, Phoenix, which was just as nice to hear. I, th- I think he had a great time with that. Um, on the on the Hoop Collective, uh, Windhorst. And uh, Brian Windhorst, Tim McMahon, and Phil uh, and Tim Bontemps uh, discuss um, discuss a little bit of of Mavs Suns Game Seven. Oh no, that's not Windhorst. Sorry, Wind Windhorst uh, went on the uh, ESPN Daily uh, podcast, and that was a whole lot of fun because 
just sort of talked about like, everybody on that show is like 15 straight minutes of stunned talk that the Suns lost. Now, I think a lot of Mavericks fans are pretty frustrated by the fact that so much of the focus is around the Suns explosion and not enough around what the Mavericks did well. I, for one, sort of took joy in hearing these experts um, have to walk back their words. And that's that, you know, Windhorst certainly wasn't, he doesn't really give predictions. So it was just a, it was fun hearing him just talk about it because he's been around the Suns a lot as a reporter uh, because I think he's been covering the Sarver story uh, in so much as he can. And it just, it, it's, it was, it was, it was a good lesson. I'm going to, I'm going to be sure to, to link that in the show notes. And then I really got a kick, you know, Bill Simmons is, is, I know he's not for everyone for, for people of my age, you know, that are in their, their thirties. Like I, Simmons has been just a voice in sports for as long as I've been listening. And I really get a kick out of listening to him, even when I really don't like what he has to say, but him and Ryan Rosillo talked about this series and Rosillo just had to eat a lot of crow. There's like a lot of sadness because there's a lot of people, you know, Bawani Jones, Rusillo, who have really staked their their uh, uh, staked the ground in in that Luka Doncic is not going to be able to lead a team to the finals playing how he plays basketball. They use a lot of history, and I get it, but I I just am still feeling very very bullish about um about this team, which you know, me I'm not exactly a bullish guy. I tend to be like whiny and, and grumpy when it comes to the Mavericks, just because that's how I consume sports. But um, I, uh, that's sort of where we ended up here. You know, there's some more stuff, obviously, if you want to check out like his talk, Franco uh, and Mike Pellucci over there at D magazine, they wrote a post gamer. There's also, you know, your, your Tim Cato uh, is bound to have things. I, I don't know if they recorded the 77 minutes in heaven. I know my buddy Dalton Trigg also, I, I popped up on his Spotify live show. Um, to talk about the Mavericks. I'm sure this, this step back Mavericks feed will probably be updated at this point. He also has a, a fun t-shirt that he liked uh, uh, showing the other day. So, you know, that's kind of where we are. Um, we got one more day until uh, basketball. Uh, I'm going to try to have on Ben Collins of NBC News, who's a huge Mavs fan for those who have listened for a while. We're going to talk about the game, and I will probably have that up a little later this afternoon if I can get to it. Okay, guys, this has been fun. I hope you enjoy the Mavs content, and be sure to send me anything that you really like that I might have missed because I would like to talk about it on the show. Everybody have a great Tuesday.